0: Welcome to the multi Passioner Podcast. My name is Olivia Martin, and this is episode 13 of the multi In today's episode, Lauren and I talk about owning your every day, whether that's by building a business or confidently navigating through life. Lauren has a Bachelor of Science in Business Management and is a business and personal performance coach. We're going to be talking about owning your every day, turning ambitions into a reality, and implementing strategic goal planning into your life. So I'm with Lauren and we're going to kick off with a question I ask each guest and it's the million dollar question. So what's an idea or a passion that you've had and you've always wanted to embark on and create, but you haven't done so yet?
1: I'd say to make my own planner. I absolutely love everything planner. I've had my own planner, the yearly ones for like four years now. I'm absolutely obsessed with it and I'd absolutely love to create my own one one day. So I think once I get to a certain level, that will be something I'm kind of pursuing.
0: Yeah, that would be really awesome. Do you think you would go like the digital route or something like physical you could hold?
1: I think physical. I think there's nothing like having your physical planner there and just being able to check the things off. So I think digital works great for like rearranging things, but there's nothing like a paper planner in my opinion.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. Especially I'm the type of person where I love like online note taking. Like I'll open my notes app and just write random stuff, but I love like crossing off the box of like sticky notes and stuff like that.
1: Yes, and all the sticky notes. I love just being able to divide it with different sections and just everything. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So the focus of this episode is owning your everyday and how to be empowered with your life. So I'm curious to hear about your story and how you kind of chose to become a business coach. I
1: did a business degree. I graduated in August. So I did business management. Um, So throughout that, I was looking down kind of doing the business route. Um, I was looking at originally doing a graduate job. Professors had all said, yeah, go get a graduate job in like finance, I live in London as well. So it was very much get that kind of London nine to five corporate job. Um, But it just didn't, yeah. (laughs) I just hated that idea, honestly. And after commuting for my degree as well, I was just like, I've spent two hours a day on the train. I was just like, no. (laughs) And then obviously the pandemic happened um, and my granddad actually fell ill as well last summer. And so my family have actually been isolating for about nine months now. (laughs) So it's been crazy, but it's been interesting. But um, so, yeah, I obviously had to isolate then. And I thought, how can I kind of take the knowledge which I got during my degree and do something with that online? I'd heard of kind of business coaching several years earlier and had been following a few kind of people in that area for a few years. So, yeah, I just thought, you know what, it's the best time to go for it. We're in the middle of a pandemic. so And yeah, I just started with um, a few free clients that I found from Facebook groups. And yeah, a couple of those people have hired me since and I'm working with some other people. So yeah,
0: it's going well. That's so awesome that you kind of just took this time period to kind of mm-hmm. dive into your dreams and like pursue something. I'm mm-hmm. sure you probably always wanted to embark on, but it was kind of just you're pushing it off and you try to find the time. Yeah. Like For me, at least I do that all the time with things. I'm like, oh, it's not the right time. I can do that like five months from now or Just so many of those aspects.
1: I think that's been the most beautiful thing with the pandemic, to be honest, and with the whole situation in my personal life for the last year. It's kind of pushed everything that had been, oh, I'll do that at some point in my life. And now I'm like, you know what? Why don't I just do it now? There's no point in me going out, getting a job that I absolutely hate for five years just so I can feel experienced enough to do what I actually want to do. I just need to kind of start that now, even if it's really messy action and I kind of don't know what I'm doing at the start. Like, I'll figure it out. And that's kind of been, yeah, the real change in me personally and the actions I've taken over the last year.
0: Yeah, definitely. And especially right now, there's a lot of businesses kind of just growing up everywhere because of that mindset. And a lot of people are like, okay, it's okay if I fail right now, I might as well try. And it's kind of like the time to just learn. So I think that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about the pressure to find purpose. I feel there's something in my every day and I'm sure others do as well. How can we channel the pressure for inspiration?
1: I think firstly, listening to your own voice rather than others, because I know from my own experience, it's kind of when a university setting, especially in college, you have so many people, your teachers, everyone telling you, here's the best route for you. You should go into this route. You should go down this path. This is the one that's going to be most financially stable for you. This is with your skills. You should be doing this. You just kind of there's so much. You should do this. You should do this. You should do this it just completely drowns out our own inner voice and it gets to a stage where we can't even really listen to that anymore and we don't even know what we do want because we're so filled with what everyone else is telling us that we don't actually listen to ourselves. So I think just really taking that step back and whether that's through journaling or through talking with a friend or talking with someone that you know, just kind of talking through what you really want and figuring out, okay, what do I want? And most importantly, what don't I want? For me, like I knew I didn't want that nine to five and I didn't want that two hour commute each day. So then it's how can I do something that isn't related to that? I think just really figuring out what is it that you want and then chasing that. I don't think we need to instantly know our purpose at the start of our 20s. I think we almost get this little breadcrumb trail. So I think just following that first little step first, that first little spark of inspiration, then that will lead to another thing. And then at the end of that path, I feel like, Hopefully anyway, I'm still on the path myself, but hopefully at the end of that path, we'll kind of reach this point of feeling like we've found our purpose.
0: I I love that. And especially kind of like finding your little path, because Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like our gut is not like in tune sometimes. And it just Mm -hmm. feels like we're kind of strained from our inner like guiding voice. So I think it's really important to stay true to ourselves and kind of, I live by the quote, to thine own self be true. Because if you kind of part from who you are as a person, it strays away from what you want to accomplish with life. That's really awesome just to have that. And that advice will definitely take people really far whenever they implement that in their life. So whenever creating a new business, falling into the pit of comparison is very common. Like it happens all the time. What are your views on comparison and how do you overcome it in your day to day?
1: So I think firstly, one thing that's really, really helped me is finding people who are at the same level as you. So I know for me, when I got started, I was kind of looking at all these six, seven figure business owners, and it just feels really intimidating stepping into this. It feels like you're stepping into a room where everyone knows each other already. Everyone's established and you're just kind of like, hi guys, I'm new here. So I think finding people who are at the same level as you. So I've connected with some amazing women who are literally about six months into their business. So they're right at the start. And I think it just it's really relatable and it kind of makes me feel more confident in myself and my own abilities and my own worth having a business, seeing other people who are doing the same thing as me. Um, But I think as well, it's just so important to really yeah, find that community for yourself, connect with people in that industry as well. If you can kind of find a mentor figure, I feel like is really helpful to kind of have someone, whether that's through working with them through any kind of program or anything or even just. I mean, you can like I've watched YouTube videos and just like binged what someone's YouTube videos and it feels like you're almost having a one to one conversation with them. And I feel like that can be really powerful for kind of feeling more confident and more empowered as you step into a new, whether that's a business or a career, really following someone who is doing the same thing as you and really just being in their energy, kind of being in their space and learning from their level of expertise in that kind of way.
0: Yeah, and I think you brought up like a great aspect of community, like such a huge proponent, especially amidst everything online right now, because I I grew up with the saying, if you don't fly with the eagles, you fly with the turkeys. So it's all about how you surround yourself and what people you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with people who just aren't really entrepreneurial mindsets or don't pursue their dreams or have Mm -hmm. big goals, you kind of fall in that pit of, complacency in a sense. And you don't really get to embark on the wildest dreams that you have. So I think that's really important. And also, like you said, finding Mm -hmm. a mentor, you're just figuring things out. You're kind of just understanding the lifestyle on your own, being independent. So
1: Another thing which I think has been really interesting, actually, which I've done with a few people that I've kind of looked up to, like the six and seven figure business owners, is scroll back through their Instagram, scroll back through their YouTube and look at their day one. It is absolutely incredible. There was one person who I almost, I realized mentally I was putting them on a pedestal. So then I kind of scrolled right to the end of their Instagram and I just found their like original pictures and like they didn't have (laughs) amazing quality pictures. Like they just had these like really nice quotes and everything. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, their step one looks like my step one. So like, that's okay. Uh, Then I can kind of compare on a more even level rather than looking up to them like that.
0: Right. And that's so important because I feel like we get in this like mindset where, oh, I'm like not doing good at all. And I feel Mm -hmm. like what I'm turning out is not like where they're at. But we have to realize, like you're saying, they are 10 times like just farther down the line than where you're at. So Mm -hmm. like you're saying, you're comparing two different things that are not comparable. So I want to segue into how you turn your ambitions into reality. That's kind of like your trademark a little bit. So how do you coach people to help them achieve their goals?
1: So I think it really starts with firstly, getting clear on exactly what you want and exactly what you want your life to look like, this business idea to look like, this career to look like, um, and then figuring out the tangible steps to that. I think um, one thing which I really help people with is they kind of start that business and they've got this um, huge passion for this and they're so driven and they're like, yes, let's go. But they don't kind of have this plan in place. They don't actually have like the strategies. So they're like, okay, I know what my end goal is. And they're just kind of trying to take this massive jump there without the kind of step-by-step. So I think just really figuring out kind of some strategy for yourself that you're going to follow so, for example, if that's you're wanting to start a podcast. Then what kind of strategy can I follow if it's i'm going to be posting once a month try that i'm going to be reaching out to people in this way, this is how i'm going to be doing it i'm going to be doing it on this day each week figure out some kind of process for yourself. um, And then adapt that each week, so I really stress the importance of kind of having like strategy time each week. And having time where you actually take a step back and look at the whole big picture and really see, is this working? What do I need to pivot here? And the stuff that is working, how can I do more of that? The stuff that isn't working, how can I shift that? Do I need to kind of get rid of that entirely? How can I kind of rework that?
0: I love how you said pivot, because I feel like that was definitely my word in 2020, because you have to kind of learn how to adapt. Yeah. If you don't really understand, or not even understand, if you aren't able to really pivot, using the word, into your lifestyle or just amongst your surroundings, it's really hard for you to be able to grow. And if that's what you're trying to do, you kind of just have to be able to get out of your comfort zone and kind of just embark on new things.
1: Absolutely. And I think as well, there's nothing wrong with pivoting. I think it almost, people feel bad. They feel like if they've started going along a certain path and then they have to change things, it means they've failed. It's absolutely nothing wrong with that. The journey to success is not a straight line. Like it's left, left, it's right again. And I feel like, just having the confidence to be able to take a look at things each week and say hey okay this honestly isn't working anymore i need to change this up slightly and having the courage to just actually do that and put that into place because you will reach success so much faster than just keep spinning your wheels knowing it isn't getting anywhere but you don't want to look like you failed, so you're just going to keep doing it. I think just really having the courage to pivot is so, so important.
0: Yeah, definitely. And sometimes whenever I like get in my head, because I feel like we're our biggest critics, I kind of research upon like the biggest entrepreneurs. And it's so crazy to how, where they started and like where Mm -hmm. they are at now and like what the company they built, because we kind of just have this, or at least me, I have this glamorized idea in my head that oh it just happened like so fast everything just worked out so perfectly but that's like not realistic at all
1: Mm -hmm. I've had an amazing quote along those lines it was uh, I can't remember exactly what it was but it was someone saying that their overnight success took 10 years they were saying like my overnight success took 10 years of work so you didn't see the 10 years you see the overnight and think wow look they're so successful they just had it so easy but if you look back they spent 10 years working every single day to get to that overnight success which I think is so, so important to consider.
0: That's so true. So whenever you're coaching people, what's the most common mistake you see people when they're starting a business?
1: Firstly, not going after what they actually want. So doing what they feel like they should be doing. So for example, like I've had someone who they really wanted to work on marketing strategies for people, but they didn't feel like they had the expertise to do that. So they thought, okay, I'm not ready to do that yet. So I'm going to... Um do a system work for now, um, because I'm not at the stage where I'm ready to do that. And genuinely, I've had conversations with her and it's just like, you don't realize your own skill a lot of the time. You might think you're not ready to do something and you will hold yourself back when actually you do have everything you need inside of you. And even if you don't, then you can easily get this. Like when I started, I hadn't coached anyone other than, I did a bit of coaching for part of my degree, but I hadn't coached anyone outside of my degree so i said to five people i said okay can i coach you for free for a month so i just completely work with them for free and then it kind of takes the weight off of my shoulders of if i do mess this up and if i find that actually i'm not good at this it's fine they didn't pay me anything you know i hopefully have helped them a little bit but um it kind of takes the weight off of your shoulders as well and i feel like doing something like that for some variation of whatever you want to do like dipping your toe in the water just trying it and seeing and kind of giving yourself a chance to prove to yourself whether you actually have the expertise or not, like tangibly, rather than just thinking in your head and letting your mind tell you, oh yeah, I'm not good enough to start this. I'm not good enough to do this. Just kind of going for that rather than just thinking, okay, I'm going to work as an assistant for this many years and then I'm going to do this and then I can actually do what I want.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes it's all about mindset. If you have a positive mindset, you're more likely to kind of just pursue anything you want to, but if you have a negative mindset, you're kind of just starting off. I feel like one word I kind of just don't really like that much, but I am guilty of using it, is failure. If you look at your failures, you can oftentimes see how A, it took you to the route where you're at now. So if you didn't have that roadblock, things would probably have been very different. And then B, if you don't have that failure, you also don't have the learning experience. Because After you fail, you learn and that's ultimately how you grow and you like do better and you kind of just pivot and kind of turn every experiences into the knowledge you have in the future. So I think that's really important.
1: Yeah, I think everyone of us, to be honest, could apply that to 2020 really well because it was a horrible year and some really bad things happened. But I think every single one of us has either learned something from it has been able to grow in some way from it. I did a um, exercise the other day, actually, where I wrote out 10 thing, good things from 2020. So the areas where I grew, things I learned. And I, I, to be honest, at the start of it, I was thinking, oh, I'm not gonna be able to get 10. But it was actually quite easy by the end. So I would highly recommend that to anyone. It's a very interesting thing to do.
0: Yeah, that's really smart. I even did that for 2021. I made like a vision board. So I'm looking at it right now but on my wall. But essentially, it's like just putting all the collages and the dreams into pictures and quotes that you really want to see kind of come true into your life. So whenever you look at it, you're more likely Mm -hmm. to think about it. And then when you think about it, you're more likely to take actionable steps to that. So I, I totally recommend vision boards. And I think they're super interesting to make. Oftentimes, I feel that fear hinders us from pursuing our dreams. What are some of the ways that we can combat the fear of failing?
1: So I think not putting too much pressure on yourself. So as I've kind of said, like dip your toe in the pool a little bit, whatever that looks like for you. For if, So if like you're wanting to go into marketing, for example, just offering to kind of mentor someone for free in that area or just do a little bit of free work, you know, just kind of taking that pressure off of yourself saying, okay, I'm going to dip my toe in and removing those consequences of if you mess up. So I feel like often we don't want to go into, for example, if you want a marketing job, you wouldn't go into that because you think, okay, if I get the job and then I really mess up and then I get fired, it's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be a nightmare. So I think just finding ways of how can you kind of dip your toe in the pool a little bit. Um, and I think in terms of the overall fear and when you're stepping outside of your comfort zone like that, it's just those baby steps, honestly. I know it kind of, for a lot of people, they'll be like, okay, I'm gonna do this big leap and i just take the big leap. For me, I know it was just very much baby steps, like, I did my first coaching call, I got through that. And then I did my second coaching call and I got through that. And then I signed my first client. Like it's just very much taking those incremental steps and finding out what is the point which is right at the edge of my comfort zone. So it feels slightly uncomfortable. The fear is slightly coming up with this, but I know I can handle that level. And then taking the next one after that and you'll find that slowly during the course of this, you will get to like step 10 and you'll think, oh wow, okay, that isn't so
0: scary anymore. Yeah. And it's all about basically bolstering your experience. Mm -hmm. The more you do it, the better you get. There's this quote, 10,000 hours kind of means you're an expert in that. So the more time you put into it, the more you just grow and it becomes more comfortable. I remember my first episode I was recording, I was so nervous and I've done so many from then and you just get more comfortable, like second nature to you. So it's kind of all about just devoting that time and kind of putting more effort into it because that's when you start to reap the benefits. Absolutely. So back to mindset, I think it's very important. How can we adopt a goal setting mindset to aid us in being successful?
1: So I think for me, especially that really starts with kind of the morning routine and what you are doing each morning. So I kind of look at it as not letting the day decide your mindset for you, you deciding it as soon as you get up. So that's for me, I write down things I'm grateful for each day. Um, and then I will look at my top three goals for the day. I think especially we will usually get really distracted with this to-do list idea and have like 20 things on our to-do list, get to the end of the day and go, oh, why did I only get three of these done? I had 20 things I wanted to do today. I think just picking three, even if you know that will only take you half a day, get those three done and then you can add on more things and that is a much better mindset to adopt where you've finished all the things you had to do, and then you get to add on things rather than writing out those 20 and then not hitting it each time because then you get into the mindset of, okay, I'm not actually hitting my goals each time. I'm not able to get all my work done. And you just keep telling yourself on repeat. So I think cut your to-do list, half, quarter it, whatever you need to, get it super small and super manageable to start with so that you know, I can get these things done. And then you can always add on things. There's nothing wrong with if you get to 2pm and you go, wow, I've done everything. Okay, I need to add something on now. That completely shifts your mindset. And then you're going, oh, wow, look, okay, I'm someone who is able to get all of my work done. Not only that, but I'm able to give myself extra tasks during the day because I'm so productive.
0: Right, yeah. And I really enjoy how you said routines. And I think those are super important in kind of just maximizing Mm -hmm. your day and the time. I know for me, at least, I try, at least for 2021, I'm trying not to get on my phone until I've made my bed, organized everything, like kind of just had some time for your brain to think and wake up because whenever you just dive onto your phone, A, it's not good for you. and b. I'll spend just so many hours and my screen time is just not good at all. So I think that's really important to set routines. And then also, like you're saying, to-do list. For me, at least, I'll put like a huge list on my day and only accomplish a few things like you're saying. And then I'll start to feel kind of just overwhelmed in the sense that I feel like I wasted my day. But in reality, you've done like a few big things. So I think it's really important to also like proportion the smaller things at the front of your to-do list and then like the things that are over like an extensive amount of time towards like kind of just make a balance of your routine and your to-do list.
1: I think especially, I know three things can sound very small if you say, I'm just going to do three things each day, but if you look at how many things you'd get to do a week and how many things you get to do a month and how many things you do a year, if you just add that up long-term, you make so much progress It's incredible by just focusing on those few
0: things each day. Yeah, definitely. So sometimes I feel overwhelmed because of my various passions and I'm sure others feel this as well. Do you have any advice for helping multi-passionate people to create a more balanced life? So I'm
1: definitely the same. I wrote fiction novels on the side. So um, yeah, I completely understand that. I think um, firstly, going with kind of how you're feeling and which areas you're more leaning into during that day or that week. So I know there's sometimes where I'm feeling like I really wanna focus on business work. There's sometimes where I'm really wanting to focus on my writing. Um, there's just kind of, you go through these different kind of stages you know, probably Um, when you've got a lot of different kind of areas you're working in, you go through stages of, yeah, I really want to work on this area today. And then another day you're feeling, you know, I'm really inspired to do this. I think don't resist that, go with that. And if you need to shift your schedule around, kind of fit with that. I think that is always the best thing to do. Don't create that resistance within yourself, allow yourself to work with what you are feeling like you want to work with. I think also kind of staying on top of each of those projects. So knowing that, here are my goals for this project. Here's what I want to do with this. And here's kind of what I should be focusing on at the moment. So you kind of know that, like for me, if I'm wanting to work on my writing today, I know the next thing I would do is write this chapter or I would edit this chapter. I know what my next step is for each project all the time. So you're kind of able to balance those things without it getting really overwhelming.
0: Yeah. And I think it's really important in our day-to-day to have a bit of variance in what you're working on Because for me, at least, if I'm doing computer work for like seven hours for the whole day, it's just really fatiguing, can just kind of make you feel tired and you don't really churn out as much. So kind of just bringing a variation and like you're saying, working on your novel, working on planning, like just different things like that. It makes you become more successful.
1: Another strategy, which I've actually recommended to quite a few clients, which does work quite well, is almost splitting your tasks for the whole week across all the different projects as well into almost different energy buckets so i have one where it's like this is very much creative mindset another where it's kind of very logical stuff like answering emails another where it's very big picture and kind of zoom out and look at the overall, how everything's going. And then if I can kind of put my tasks into each of those, I know that if I'm waking up on a Tuesday morning and I'm feeling super creative, I know what kind of things I should be doing. If I wake up and I'm feeling really strategic, I know what kind of things I can be doing. So I think that kind of goes along with working with the flow of how you are feeling, having those different projects and kind of knowing what mindset you would need to be in to work on each of those projects. And when you are in that mindset, really taking advantage of that.
0: Yeah, I think that's really smart to put it into buckets, like you were saying, to kind of group things. So when you're in that mindset, you're Mm -hmm. able to work on those X, Y, Z things that you're wanting to accomplish. So I want to segue into strategic goal planning. And it's really funny you mentioned the novel because that's my next question. You've written a novel several times. What was that experience like and how did you plan to get the work done?
1: So okay, <laughs> this is a funny story. So the first time I actually managed to properly write a novel was in National Novel Writing Month, which is like a worldwide event in November. And it's a challenge to write an entire novel. Oh, in wow. one month. It's very intense. <laughs> so I'd spent years since I was like six, I always dreamed of writing a book. And i just never managed to get it done. I would always like write a few chapters here and there. I spent years just doing that. And I just kind of always had this mindset of i'm not someone who would be able to finish a book so then i saw this challenge and was like you know what i'm gonna go for it and i managed to do it which was crazy it was a lot of words (laughs) my brain was just completely dead by the end of it knowing what experience would allow you to write that so for me it was having that very clear i'm gonna write this entire book in 30 days this is how many words i need to write every day i think that's what almost pushed me to do it in the end so yeah, I think really having a clear goal and knowing this is kind of the right environment to help you do this. So I know for a lot of people will work a lot slower, but for me, like I'm very like intense with my bursts of work. Like I'll work really intensely on that and then I'll work really intensely on something else. So knowing yourself and I know that works for me. So yeah, that's how I managed to write the novel in, the end, in 30 days.
0: What was your book about?
1: Um, it's a fantasy fiction novel. So it's nothing like business related. I'd love to write a personal development book one day. Absolutely love to. But yeah, I've just always written fiction since I was a little kid. Like I remember as a five year old handing my mum like a story I'd written, which was like two pages and like had a few pictures on it. So
0: I think I've still got that somewhere as well. That's really interesting. And that's definitely a goal you could work on for personal development. Yes, definitely. So what does it mean to be strategic goal planner?
1: Knowing what you want and kind of having a plan for how to get there and really going after that in a very strategic way. I like to talk a lot about like needle moving tasks, these things which are actually going to make a difference. We'll often spend, you've probably heard the saying like 20% of our actions get 80% of the results, 80% get 20% of the results. So I think just really finding what are those 20% of actions which are getting the 80% of results and really focusing on those and almost letting go of the extra 80% of actions which are just making that really small difference. So like you could spend, I know for example, like when I did my website at the start, I spent so long on it trying to make it perfect. And I mean, I've updated it since, so I didn't need to spend that time at the start making it absolutely perfect at the time. So I think just, really focusing on what is the best action that I could be taking right now to actually tangibly get progress in getting to my goal and really asking yourself that each morning and asking if your actions are being very strategic, because I think then you can cut down hugely the time that you are working and the amount of effort you're needing to put into something, because for something like wanting to set up a website, you could get it done within a few hours or you could let it take a few months. And to be honest, the results often aren't different from people who have just done it overnight to people who have spent months on their website. There's not a huge difference. It's like that 2080 rule. So it's just really focusing on those strategic tasks and what are the things which actually matter and what are the things which are actually going to get me to where I want to be.
0: Yeah. And I think an important part of planning is perfection. And in the sense that whenever we plan and whenever we goal plan, at least, we want everything to seem perfect. We want it to be perfect to be achieved. And I think whenever we get the idea of perfection in our head, it strays us from actually achieving what's realistic and even something that's attainable. So I think that's really important, like you're saying, to kind of just start, get a basic framework, and then you can kind of build it up from there.
1: I think especially with entrepreneurial kind of pursuits, perfection is a very kind of toxic idea because we're always our harshest critics anyway. So we're never, ever going to reach the point where we look at something and go, yeah, it's completely perfect. So we're constantly chasing this and then we're just spinning our wheels and we're not actually making any tangible progress. So I think just getting to the place where it's 80% done. And yes, there's a few things I might tweak, but I'm going to leave it at this for now. If I need to go back, I can change things later. I can make it better later. But for now, it's done and done is better than
0: perfect, as you said. Definitely, especially like you're saying, done is better than perfect because you at least want to have something than to just have an idea you can't show people. Mm -hmm. I want to kind of dive into productivity again. So I feel like we have this pressure to be productive all the time. And when we don't have those productive days, we feel like we're wasting kind of like our life and what we're supposed to be doing. So how do we overcome that inner challenge to constantly be doing something and working on things?
1: So I think for me, that just looks being really intentional with my time. I know that there's certain days where like for example, family is a real priority. So I am focusing on that and I just let myself go. I think once you've got really that strategic plan, like I know that when I'm having a day with my family, I don't need to worry about any business stuff because I know I've got that covered in the rest of my week because I've got that plan in place and I've got that kind of strategy where I know that if I want to reach this goal, I need to do these things each week, which then mean here's my process for this. I'm doing this each day. And kind of having that in place gives you almost that security of, okay, I can take a day off because I know it isn't going to fall apart because I have a clear process. You're not just kind of throwing things at the wall, hoping something sticks, you know, what isn't, isn't working. And then you can almost have that rest time. And I think also as well, realizing that rest times can be equally as productive as working times. I'm sure you've had this as well, where you go to like lay down to go to sleep and just all the ideas come into your head. Every single idea, all of your, you probably thought of the idea for this podcast while you were laying down, to be honest. <laughs> but just all these kind of ideas come to us as soon as we let ourselves go into that rest state. And if we're then constantly trying to work throughout the day, we don't actually allow our brains any time to just breathe and just think, and for this really inspired action to actually come to us. So I think not just leaving this until the times when you're going to sleep and then wondering why you can't sleep because you've got so many amazing ideas suddenly coming, but giving yourself this intentional rest time during the day. So you're actually giving space for these ideas to come through to you.
0: Rest is really important. Sometimes I find it hard to rest because I constantly want to be working and especially being a college student and all that stuff. But like you're saying, rest allows you to be creative and it also allows your brain to kind of take a break. If you don't, burnout just becomes inevitable. When you get yourself to that state, it's really hard to recover. So kind of just making sure to implement those easy ways to have a break, whether you're going to watch a YouTube video, listen to a podcast, take a walk, work out, like just anything to help you kind of find a balance in your life.
1: Absolutely, yeah, it's much better to have that balance continuously rather than super productive burnout, super productive burnout.
0: Yeah, definitely. Productivity is very important to have in our life how can we create a productive and successful routine that kind of enables us to achieve our daily goals?
1: As I said, make sure you are 100% clear on exactly what you are wanting to achieve and then what are the tasks which are actually going to get you towards this each day? What are the things which are actually going to make progress on this each day? And then figuring out what naturally does work well for you. If you're not someone who gets up at 8am, don't get up at 8am. Don't be one of these morning people if you're not a morning person. If you like to get out of bed at 11 o'clock and you feel that works best for you, then do that. Don't try and fight yourself against this. Just because you feel like to be successful, you have to do this or you have to do that. I think try out different schedules as well works really well. So I've tried the early morning thing. I've tried the late evening thing. I think you never really know until you try something if it's actually going to work and it's going to be the most productive routine for you. Try different things and see what kind of sticks, see what feels good from each one. So for example, I know that I work really well when I'm doing really creative work in the morning. So I would always do my writing in the morning. I only learned that through actually trying that schedule out and realizing, okay, wait, actually, I got loads of writing done this morning and then I didn't have to leave it till the evening. So yeah, just really trying those schedules out and making sure you are working in the blocks also, which fit best for you. Some people work amazingly doing two hours of solid work, just no break in between, that's not me. (laughs) I do probably like half an hour to an hour, I know that's kind of my sweet spot. So I think really just completely experimenting and not judging yourself, whatever schedule does look best for you, If you are someone who works best working until 10 o'clock and then you're only getting out of bed at 11 o'clock in the morning, like that's completely fine. There's no need to judge yourself for that. That can be super successful and productive for you. Just really finding your optimal schedule that works naturally best with you. So there's the least resistance there.
0: So the big takeaway for listeners is to you do you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So do you have any like inspirational or certain books that you'd like recommend to listeners wanting to I guess, embark on coaching or like a positive mindset or entrepreneurship or anything? Coaching,
1: definitely the coaching habit. And I think it's called NLP, The Essentials. I'm pretty sure it's quite a big one. <laughs> it's purple. Um, For Mindset Things, I think You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I
0: love that book. <laughs> incredible.
1: Yes, I think that's the first one that everyone kind of dives into with personal development. Everyone I've spoken to, that's kind of the first book they really yeah. read. In that area, so it's so interesting. But uh, that can, seems to be the gateway book for everyone. So I'd absolutely go for that one. Um, anything by Tony Robbins as well, I love. Um, Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Folio. I think, especially if you're kind of in a hard time situation and you're kind of like, how can I make this work in terms of the career you want? Anything like that. Everything is Figure Outable just makes it seem so achievable. So I would definitely recommend that one as well.
0: Yeah, those are definitely interesting. I'll have to check out those. And I also love Girl Boss. That one's a really good book. Yes, I read that one. Yes, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. So the last question I have is you turn your passion for coaching into a company. Can you offer any advice for aspiring entrepreneurs wanting to start a business?
1: Just go for it. (laughs) I know I've had so many people say this before, but I think don't put that pressure on yourself of I have to make it hugely successful within the first year. As I said, just dip your toe in find the way that you can kind of try this out no pressure on yourself take that weight off of your shoulders, you can just try it out have a bit of fun, even if that's. um, If it is you're wanting to work in marketing, can you do you know anyone who has any kind of marketing need can you offer to just help them for a little bit just work alongside them find a way to just make it super achievable, really take down that barrier to entry in your mind more than anything, because there isn't in reality any real barrier, I feel like, often in our way, it's just our mindset, so really lowering that barrier for yourself, um, taking that first step outside your comfort zone, and knowing that it will kind of follow in terms of how easy everything is feeling, so knowing that that first step will lead to the second, will lead to the third, And by which point you'll kind of be so far outside your comfort zone and you'll suddenly look back and go, wow, how did I get here? So I think, yeah, just taking those first steps and yeah, just go for it as cheesy as it
0: sounds. (laughs) All right, Lauren, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's been great.
0: I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation with Lauren and I and that you gained a lot of valuable information regarding owning your everyday. Feel free to follow our multi Instagram at multi and leave a review on Apple Podcast. Stay tuned for a new episode every Monday, twice a month.